Every Tuesdays in the second hour of the program, we find out what's happening in Korean culture and entertainment here on All About K. We have our reporter Gina back in the studio with us. Gina, welcome back. Hello. Missed you last week. Oh, thank you. We have, I miss you too. We have some fun stuff to talk about. We do. To kick things off, mm-hmm. right? Uh, YouTube, obviously, still all the rage. Yep. So popular. Especially because we have all these celebrities uh, joining the platform as well. Right. From what I understand, there's uh, a couple of uh, YouTube, bu- uh, sorry, the gold button. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the silver, gold, right. platinum, and then the diamond, right? I think that's the. Oh, yes. That's, like, that's like the button to get, plus right? Whatever subscribers. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk about this latest uh, YouTuber who received a gold button right off the okay. bat. Okay, so you get a gold button if you hit. A million subscribers. Oh, it's a million. Okay. Right. And Kim Jong-gu, who just opened his channel, he just posted a very short clip. I think it's like 30 seconds saying that he's going to open a channel and what it's going to be about. And in a couple of days, he hits a million subscribers. So he basically uploaded a preview. Right. Saying hello. Yes. And that did it. (laughs) And no wonder because his channel is going to be about workouts okay yeah and he's a known health nut in the and then in the korean entertainment business and everyone who's interested in staying fit diet just subscribed immediately and it's 1.3 million as we speak and growing so you know i I saw it pop up on my uh algorithm i don't know or the people have been watching it (laughs) so it's popped up and i just saw his shoulders he was flexing his shoulder and i say you know what i'm never gonna get that way so (laughs) I'm just not going to watch. Oh, yeah. Just don't bother. I'm just never going to be like Kim Jong-guk because, I mean, you know, he's an addict. He is. He said he's going to share a lot of tips on eating well. And apparently all these famous YouTubers who are known for their fitness routines, they also subscribe to Kim Jong-guk's channel. They want to collaborate with him. So everyone's just lining up and it's going to be a big, big channel from the get-go. You know, I'm not surprised. And you know what's funny is, uh, what is it, that Dispatch, who's uh, known to kind of follow around celebrities trying right. to get the scoop and stuff like right. that. They were saying amongst the celebrities, Kim Jong-guk is the worst person to uh, follow <laughs> because all he does is go to work, gym, gym. home, gym. gym, home, work, gym, home. <laughs> right. So he got, basically uh, no goes wonder. three places and there's right. like no scandals. No. And it's so boring to follow him around, right. and you could kind of see him, and uh, it, it's incredible after all these years. And you know, he's not—he's not young. Right, he manages to stay in such a good shape. Yeah, but especially I think during the pandemic, uh, you know, a lot of people are staying indoors, uh, trying to stay fit, right? Uh, things like that. So it is a very popular theme these days. Definitely. Uh, any other celebrity YouTubers who's kind of known for health contents? Oh, so we have Soyu from Sister. Oh. And her channel has around 200,000 subscribers. It's big. And on her channel, it's mostly female watchers. Right, right. right? And she also shares a lot of relatable uh, diet and workout regimes. And recently, she uploaded two videos. So one was about actually getting gaining weight and eating like, I don't know, she was binge eating all these dessert and fatty foods. She wanted to show slimming down, not from a celebrity body, but... Just any other regular body. So she yeah. just gained weight intentionally. Okay. And then she moved on to really uh, r- rigorous fitness regime with her trainer. And she was just telling them how to get in shape from your, I don't know, average shape. Right. Because anybody can, not a lot of people people could relate if you're already fit. Right. Like that, that was the thing with Kim Jong-guk, right? Exactly. It's like he's so big and he's so muscular. Right. 
Uh, you can't relate. No, you can't. And I mean, he's done that for so many years. Right. And you know, when I'm trying to you know start from square one, I can't start off from where he is. No. Mm. Whereas, where if Soyu is gonna kind of backtrack and right. gain weight and then kind of fit the role of the watchers, yes. uh, then it's so much better. So that is actually pretty, pretty uh, impressive. Right. Uh, and we also have Rain. He he uploads a lot of worker regimes. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, another guy that... You know, <laughs> another one. Yes, don't bother. Yeah. He actually also signed up. He was one of the first people to leave a comment on Kim Jong-kook's channel when he opened his channel, saying that he wants to collaborate. And that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, so, you know, when it comes to celebrities, I don't really follow uh, mm-hmm. that much when it's uh, health-related, again, right. because they're so fit. Unrealistic. Uh, there is a kid celebrity that I follow, Sip uh, Junsu. Oh, yes, it's me Ijun, too. <laughs> but he used to spell his name Sip yeah. Junsu when, when he was little. And it's so fun. It and is. He's, of he's course, adorable. Uh, he's a son of an actor, of right. course. And uh, he's been uh, he's cooking, basically. And yes. he wants to be like the next picture one, which... By the way, Picture One is another person who's oh, been getting a lot. His channel, it's 5 million subscribers big. So, yeah, so let's talk about these uh, celebrities yes. who have these, you know, highly attractive uh, channels that mm-hmm. everyone's been kind of, uh, I guess, uh, following here. Right. So one of the early YouTubers known for vlogging is Shin Se-kyung with more than a million subscribers. And sh- her channel is special in that she shoots and edits every content that she uploads. Yeah. So that's, it was really relatable. And the fact that she doesn't really open herself up too much on social media mm-hmm. makes her channel really attractive because it's like the only source of getting to know how she's doing off the small and big screens. And my personal favorites, I have two actually. One of them is Kang Yumi. Her ASMR oh my goodness. are the funniest. You're talking about the comedian, right? Yes. Oh, she's so funny. It is the funniest channel ever. She impersonates a lot of these weird quirky yeah. characters and it's it's just hilarious. You know, Kang Yumi was one of those comedians where she kind of was big at one point and she right. kind of disappeared from the right. scene and she resurfaced on YouTube on and YouTube. she's doing fantastic. She's huge. Her channel is around 80 uh, 800 million. Uh, no, 800,000, 800, right? Yes. She's approaching that uh, gold button right, real soon. Right, she is. And I also like another comedian channel, Pang Mison. I really like her channel name. Yes, it's Mison Impossible. <laughs> so she does all these challenges that uh, people usually wouldn't do, like right. eating all the flavors from this big ice cream chain brand or trying all the mango pingsus from all the possible places <laughs> in Seoul. And she compares them and gives you really realistic Right honest opinion so it's really fun to watch mm-hmm. and then of course there's Pek Jong-won yes. who I mean just has so many followers and right. his is so professional it's, he is it, you know he has the kitchen right uh, he has the great camera staff he right. has the you know the editors and so forth and it's mm-hmm. really just basically like watching a TV show it is it's really well made but he makes it sound so easy <laughs> that you really want to try but then yeah. when you actually try it's not the same <laughs> no but, it's not <laughs> right but it's still fun to watch I, and it's you know what you know some people will say that you know they'll love picture one obviously a very popular name uh, right. in, in television and right. also in youtube as well mm-hmm. but it, it it's so professionally made right. that i you know personally like i would prefer like someone like shin Young, where mm-hmm. it's like more personal I also follow uh, former Wonder Girl uh, An Soi. Oh yes, she's been you know vlogging, uh, you know, and, and it's it seems very amateurish, uh-huh. amateurish, but you know that's it seems so real, right? Uh, which is I think an aspect that I think a lot of fans uh, want to look at as Definitely. well. But 
big question with this is, I mean, is this trend of celebrity YouTubers uh, just, you know, making splash uh, going to continue, you think? I think so, because if you're a celebrity, you, your career, if you're not on television regularly all the time, has to be on halt for a while. But if you're on YouTube, you're communicating with the public all the time. So that's like a big factor. Yeah. And also, it's if your channel grows to be big, it's another stream of income. So there's no reason for celebrities to hold back. I mean, there are so many celebrities who have their own team yeah. to support their YouTube channel. So it's definitely a big focus for them. Yeah, that's right. I think especially with the comedians after like, you know, Gag Concert was canceled right. and a lot of these comedy shows were canceled. They just opened up their own channel. And, and some of them are actually doing fearing they're better. Doing really well. You're talking about Pishik Dyang, right? It is huge. And so many other comedians. Uh, it's so funny. I, right. I love some of these channels out there, and it's really incredible what they're doing. But uh, mm-hmm. really discourages me from ever starting a channel. I'm like, Why I can't. Not? I can't compare. Jump in, jump in. What am I gonna do? The market's getting bigger. I mean, we want to hear you talk about anything and everything. So go ahead. Oh goodness. Maybe <laughs> one day. Maybe one day. Uh, we have some movie news to talk about yes, as we do. well. I heard the the Cannes Festival, one of the of course the biggest cinematic events in the world. Uh, this is taking place as we speak, and uh, Korea is actually a big part of this. It's a huge part. So today is the opening day, and Lee Byung-hun will be one of the presenters at the closing ceremony of this festival, nice. which is a first for a Korean actor. And Song kang will be one of the judges for the com- competition films. Nice. And we have two Korean directors, Han Jae-rim and Yoon Dae-won, who are participating in the non-competition and the competition sectors, respectively, with their films. And we are... Just heard that Bong Juno will also be participating in the festival as a special guest who will communicate with the audiences. And he was the hidden guest. So they just revealed who this special guest was now. Wow, this is incredible. I, I mean, we've been talking about how, you know, South Korean movies and films just right. making splash uh, globally. Uh, Lee Byung-hun, by, by the way, you know, basically fluent in English. Yes, so he is. Pretty sure he won't have any problem uh, presenting this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, these are, you know, two of my favorite actors, Lee Byung-hun right. and uh, Song Kang-ho. Mm-hmm. And uh, certainly the, the, the global move, uh, film industry now, of course, uh, uh, setting their eyes on them. Uh, really a lot of great news on this front, but right. there's also more great news to talk about. Yes, so another special event to take notice is Can in the City, which is something new taking place this year. So usually Can Film Market is where movie industry people, usually the distributors, get together to talk about their upcoming works and sell to different countries. Mm. So Parasite, two years ago, at this very Can Film Market, was sold to 192 Countries. That's like all the countries almost. I know, which is a record for a Korean film. So it's a very big deal for the movie people. But due to the pandemic and what's going on, so many people cannot gather at one place. So this event is taking place not in Cannes, but five major cities around the world, which includes Seoul. And the other cities are Beijing, Melbourne, Mexico City and Tokyo, which are far from Europe. So they figured that most European countries and Hollywood people will be able to make it to the festival, whereas a lot of Asian countries will not due to the given circumstances. So they're holding up the film market in these five cities, which includes Seoul, which is fantastic. I just had to look it up, how many countries around the world, because I don't know on the top of my head, 195. 
Okay, so if, I'm wondering now who these three countries that didn't uh, buy Parasite. Well, well, what I are could, you thinking? I, I think I know one country oh, yes, very we, close yes, to us. Yes. That's, uh, that's an obvious. Right. But uh, the other two countries, hmm. I, I'm not too sure. Hmm. Uh, but is the festival open for offline moviegoers as well? Like everyone must be wondering if proper measures are t- to be taken to, again to ensure everyone's health during the pandemic. Right. right? So it is open for offline moviegoers. They are selling tickets, but you have to prove that you are either vaccinated or not diagnostic but yeah. and there is a f- testing facility on site of the festival venue so everyone will have to get tested uh, after making a reservation online through an app and if you're staying longer than two days you have to get tested every other day ah. to make sure that you are you know not a hazard for other people no. throughout the whole period and people flying in from other countries have to go through quarantine yeah. on the, if you're not vaccinated So every possible measure is being taken at. Also, I heard that if you are winning an award or presenting an award and if you're on stage meeting other people, you cannot touch each other. Uh, No handshake, no kissing on the cheeks. You just have to wave at them or, I don't know, do an air fist bump. Anything to ensure that you're not going to touch each other. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's it's tough to do, right? Sense, but yeah, but it does make sense. Right. You're right. I mean, we're slowly, gradually going back to the norm, but right. there are still measures uh, that need to be in place. But mm-hmm. is there any way that people who are not in Cannes uh, to enjoy the festival? So at the end, official selection will be streamed live on their official YouTube channel. So even if it's, you know, you can't, go to the festival, you will be able to check out who, which work wins what award. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, during the pandemic, because a lot of these events have been going you know, online and so forth, uh, they've been very good with these uh, YouTube feeds of this right. or online feeds. So again, uh, you know, if you're very much interested in this, I think you know, it's a good way to check out. And uh, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you could watch Kim Jong-kook work out or something. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's uh, wrap up with some art news this time. Uh, we've continuously had some great news on the Korean art, uh, I guess, uh, sector there. What, what's the latest updates here? Okay, so we have many updates. Uh, well, let's start with Hong Kong. This is one of my favorite places to visit when I'm in Hong Kong. So this is PMQ, a okay. huge cultural art space. And they held apparently a Seoul-themed exhibition showing how the city of Seoul developed from the late 60s to year 2020. And Korean Modern artists, 12 artists, including Gu Bon Chang, Kwon Soon Gwan, Kim Hye Won, and Park Chan Min, they participated, and this exhibition ended in March. So if, okay. if you were in Hong Kong and checked it out, you you were a lucky person. And another exhibition that's actually currently ongoing is in Shanghai at the Craft Museum. So History of Korean Craft is being displayed under the great title of Reinterpretation of Senses. And we also have a real DMZ project, Margin of Error exhibition taking place in South Africa. And as the title suggests, it's an art project that has been researching the DMZ area in Korea. And it's been working on various artists, architects, designers, and academics each year. But this year, they moved to South Africa. So it's usually held in Korea, but they flew to South Africa. Mm -hmm. And they invited 13 African artists to work alongside eight Korean artists. This is incredible. You know, I think for the longest time, I don't think uh, Korean artists were really recognized on a global scale. But all of a sudden, you know, this is happening uh, not to mention, of course, we also talked about celebrities, right. Korean celebrities who are making art as well. But are, are these all individual projects that we're looking at? So they're all part of the Traveling Korean Arts Project, which is led by Korean Foundation for International Cultural Exchange, short 
COFIS, which was founded in 2014 with the purpose of promoting Korean art. And it's not about government-led projects, so COFIS discovers and supports private groups and individual Mm. artists. So it's quite meaningful. And since 2014, various Korean art traveled 94 countries, where uh, 360,000 people came to see the beautiful works created by Korean artists. So it's, it's doing really well in promoting Korean art all over the world. Uh, this is incredible. But, you know, speaking of art, uh, one of the things that I do, you know, I'm not I'm not a artsy person. <laughs> no, I'm not. And to be honest with you, you know, yeah, I'm not one of those people that can, I guess, analyze art and look at it and go, hmm, huh, the artist I... was able to grab <laughs> this message. But one of the things that I do like to see is when there's like, for example, like exhibition of really, you know, renowned artists. Yes. Like they had the Picasso exhibition. They used to have the Picasso uh, exhibition down at the, uh, the Seoul Art Center here. Oh. Right, yes. Or like when they had, uh, what was it? Uh, oh man, who, who's the who's the guy with the the Marilyn Monroe and the, the Campbell chicken soup? Uh, Andy Warhol. The Andy Warhol. Yes. There you go, Andy Warhol. Uh, things like that. And you know, I want to check out those like really renowned artists, and I used to be able to do that. But right. uh, during the uh, the pandemic, those were some of the exhibitions that we haven't been able to see. Right. And so, you know, hopefully we'll be able to see that. But. The good news is we've also been seeing a lot of these Korean artists come up with these uh, projects and having exhibitions as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good chance for us to also not only, you know, really appreciate uh, some of the more renowned artists, but also the domestic artists who I think down the road are going to be globally known. right? Yes, some of our own. Definitely. All right. Mm -hmm. It really is incredible to see that uh, now we go from music to, you know, film industry being recognized, now art being recognized, and hopefully we'll be able to see other uh, sectors in the culture and entertainment uh, be recognized as well. Right. Gina, as always, thank you very much for coming into the studio today. Stay safe and, uh, well, of course, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. You can listen to Korea Now with me, SJ Lee, by downloading the Arirang Radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com. So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Korea time.